Welcome to Nerdables episode 438. This time we discuss Thor. That's right, we're going over the evolution of the MCU Thor from Thor 1 all the way to Thor Love and Thunder. So this is going to be Nerdables episode 438 for the Love and Thunder of Thor. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm Ari. Joining me are Chris and Ethan, and this week we are talking Thor. Thor. I'm Thor. So we're talking MC. We're gonna we're gonna actually just talk MCU Thor. MC Thor. MC Thor. Master of Ceremonies Thor. No, that's his rap. That's name. his rap name. Yeah. I'm MC Thor. Okay. So say. everybody knows that two weeks ago Thor: Love and Thunder came out. One week ago. Is it? It's only been one week? Jesus Christ. You wouldn't have been able to tell if you went to the theater I went to yesterday. It was so packed like it was opening night. Really? Like, seriously. Interesting. I went... Oh, that's interesting. You went Tuesday. Yeah, I went Tuesday. It wasn't It wasn't backed at all. Yeah. yeah, but you went at, like Tuesday like at 5, so people were still getting off work. Well, like 6. Yeah, it's still... Um, it wasn't that packed. The other theater that... There was two theaters right about that time, both of them. Were fairly empty when I looked for tickets, so... So, one reason that, you know... we just really just last Friday? Holy crap. I know, crap. that's what I'm saying. There's, it feels like it's been... Or well, Wednesday, yeah. even. I think some, some theaters had it Wednesday. No, I, think it was, I think Thursday was the earliest Thursday was I the saw opening, anybody. Because yeah. they gave you that Friday date, and then they just like... Oh, so, showing start 5 o'clock the day before. Well, then that's opening day. Yeah, I've, I, that's preview night, okay? I had a terrible... Remember when we used to do that? Fucking midnight? <laughs> midnight showing, yeah. Um... So I thought that this time, instead of just doing, you know, the review of or our breakdown of Thor, Love and Thunder, we would just stick with Thor throughout the MCU. Because honestly, his character has evolved probably more than any other character within the MCU. And he's been in, what, four, th- four Thor films and there's three Avenger films. There's four Thor films. Four, fil- four Avengers. And four Avengers basically... Three of them are very drastically different from one another. Totally. One, two, and three are all totally different. Mm-hmm. More so than I think any of the others. I mean, Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are all basically the same tone, Correct. same vibe. Cap, you could say that about Civil War. But Civil War to me is not a Cap film. It's an Avengers film. It's but, a, a, a point, you know, yeah, one of Avengers. It is interesting to think, I was thinking about that as we go another divergent already. There's only been, if I can, if I remember correctly, there's only three films that have a number after them, and two of them are an Iron Man. Correct. And it's just because none of the others have the two. No, there's, you know, it's not Captain America Two Winter Soldier. It's just Captain America Winter Soldier. Right. It's Captain America Civil War. You get Iron Man though. You get Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three. And uh, even I thought Thor those were the two only ones. Was Thor, Thor, was Thor the Dark World? No, it wasn't two. No, it was Dark World. It was just Thor the Dark World. Yeah. That was the that might have been the first. What's the third film then? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It was just Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, you said there were three films that had a number of. Oh, you should know it. It's one of your favorites. Oh, Guardians two. Yeah, yeah. it's technically volume, volume two, two, but it's the only one with a number. Right. And Guardians it. three is volume three. It's volume three. Yeah. The only ones the sequels that are done with numbers. All yeah. the other sequels. Then I started thinking. As much as we think that there's so many, if you take out the Avengers films, there's not a lot of sequels. No. You have a second Guardians film. You will have a third. You have two Cap movies, if you want to include that, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Strange. 
Strange now has one. Yeah, that's the other one. We'll get Black Panther. We'll get Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But even then, what they've kind of done in a way that maybe Thor paves the way to is those films are drastically different. Right. I mean, the Marvels, as Captain Marvel 2, promises to be fairly different with three superpowered characters running through it at least all together. At least three. So it'll be interesting to see what, what that is. But yes, so we do Thor. Thor's, as you pointed out, is well, the first the, character to get to four. Dark World was the first one that was the first sequel to not have a number. Correct. So that's why, because everybody kept going, well, it's, yeah, it was the first one. Is Dark World before Winter Soldier? Yes, I think I believe so. It's very easy to check, but I believe so. But I don't. I think Winter Soldier was the no, f- it is because Shield showed up uh, in, in yeah the first that's right. first cap was in 2011. So yeah, no, this the Iron Man two happened. There's a Shield the episode team. in the first season that's about the cleanup in because mm-hmm. in it, and they're cleaning up the the stuff in yeah. England or wherever yes. the hell they were. Um, and then the, that end of that season, end of that was season was Winter Soldier. Oh man, we were talking about because it went Iron Man two, yeah. Dark World, then uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, cause there, it was Dark World, the Winter Soldier, and then Age of Ultron. Or was Age of Ultron before that? Because Age of Ultron goes into the second season of Shield. Age of Ultron is the second season of Shield because that yes. was the one that's twenty twelve. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Because that's I think because that was the one I was so mad at that you follow an entire season and there's this big secret that Coulson has, and then if you don't see the movie, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just the throwaway line. The next thing, oh yeah, I did that helicarrier. That's what you've been hiding. Oh, we haven't trusted you forever because you had a helicarrier stashed away and you're waiting for Nick to give you a call. Like, this is dumb. Yeah. So technically, goes Iron Man, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The First Avenger. No, no, Thor. Sorry, Thor. And then Captain, Captain America, the first Avenger. Avengers. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Th- Thor, the Dark World. There it is. Yeah. Then Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Volume 2, Spider-Man. Were, was Guardians of the Galaxy and Ultron a year apart? Six months or eight months. Because uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy was, uh, came out in August. August, and Ultron came out in May. That's nearly a year. So nearly a year. That's a, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, that, that's before they started the. That was like they were four still doing a two year, a year. Yeah. yeah. Then they started doing the four. There's um, my friend Eddie, who's Doug's co-host on the Puck Podcast, is talking about one of his friends at work is burned out on Marvel, and he's like, I don't, I don't understand how people can get to that. I'm like, I can. There's four films a year. Well, a lot of people are saying TV and all of that, like really we'll get to it when we get to it again, more asides. I will say I, there's very little after infinity war that I'm actually excited about. Well, a lot of people are saying that I haven't seen any of them twice. They're disappointed with the quality of the Marvel movies and they start, should start working on quality over quantity because phase four feels like it's so disjointed. But do you think they're going out of their way to make unquality films? That's, That's the just thing. To me, it's not. It's like when you say, like, oh, just make a better film. They're not trying? Like, what, no one sets out to make a bad film. Right. Circumstances can make a bad film, budget, actors, direct, whatever. Sure. But no one's going out and like, hey, you know what? Justin Chin or whoever did Thor Dark World. Man, I can't wait to make the movie that everyone's going to think is the shittiest Marvel movie in the whole thing. Yeah. 
you know, you go out to make a quality film and things don't, and, and none of them have been disappointing. Maybe Eternals for a lot of people, but I had so much, such low expectations. I was afraid that was going to be like Inhumans, the TV series, but I was like, oh, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's I, all right. I, think, I think that would be the first one that people were really just not interested in. But you sort of wonder if, to topic for a completely other day, should they have stopped with Infinity War? But see, just clean the slate for a long time. Because how excited are you for any of this? There are no stakes in any of these. I, I don't think. I think the problem people are having isn't the quantity or the quality. It's the fact that as of right now, none of them tie together, and they got to the point where they're expecting to have them the, tie together. The first phase doesn't tie together no, either. I, I know that until Avengers, right? They don't tie up until the first 15 minutes of Avengers where it's obvious that Fury's trying to get everybody together. Right, but now everybody's you knew expecting that's that where them. it was going, yes. The gems don't even really show up until you're deep into phase two, the idea of the of Thanos after the gems. Unless you, you count get Thanos, the, unless you you get count Thanos the, at the end of Avengers. The Tesseract. But that's the thing. Is you didn't know what that was. Correct. It wasn't until you see Thanos and you're starting, if you're a comic fan, you're like, wait a minute. Because remember, the Infinity Gauntlet was an Easter egg in... In Odin's, yeah. like, sort of an Easter egg in Odin's. You uh, just see it in the vault. background, right? It passes and right Thor, in front yeah. of the, you know, the camera as she's as right. they're walking past. And then we realize that it's a fake and all that. I don't know. I, I think there's, it's maybe a subject for another show. An overall MCU one? But there is, yeah. It's just that the, there's nothing in these that makes me go, oh my God. But I will say, I said from the start, to dethrone Winter Soldier, Infinity War, or, or um, yeah, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, original Thor, original Thor for me, probably going to be impossible. Now, mm-hmm. well, since we're really on, since we're on the subject, real quick, are the TV shows doing it for you? I love all the TV shows because I like the longer Miss Marvel. To me, the first three episodes of Miss Marvel, I knew were the setup. When you hit Four and they're in they're in Pakistan. That show to me becomes one of the most amazing TV shows that's been on television because of the way that they integrate the culture and they give you the that's history. Great. The one thing I felt that was completely disjointed. You get to that part and you're like, "What the hell? What happened to the first three episodes?" Right. They all kind of get thrown away until. You get to the final one, but that's a different one. We can do yeah. Miss Marvel next week. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I It's not my favorite of all the ones that are there. It, no, it's not my It's definitely not my favorite, but I just, I really love the, the fact and the, that they stay true to the comic book. Too. That part was more exciting to me than the first three episodes. Yeah. Like and the then stuff there, and in then Pakistan was great. There's a part at the very end of it, and we'll get on this the next time we talk about it, because I'm sure that out of Comic-Con, we're going to get a bunch of new news. Get nothing. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel panel. We got nothing for you. And then just walks off. What'd you think of what we've done so far? The only, the only show or movie I feel like that has introduced some sort of stakes for this next phase would be Loki. I'll give you that. That's the only, that's the only one that I feel like there's some sort of progression into what the overall arcing is, what they want to do for the next phase. But do they need to have, to me, they don't need to, to me that they're doing the MCU like comic books, you know, each one is its own individual comic book. And then sometimes you have a big overall, you know, one of the big problems everybody talks about with, with Marvel is they have, 
in the Marvel Comics is they have their two, they have too many big events. Oh, they they went out of control when they went away from one event a year. Mm-hmm. So one event a year, you got you got excited to do Secret Invasion and Civil right. War and all that, and then you get into no, we're going to do six a year, or they all lead into the others or whatever. So why why, I, why should I, the MCU do that? I think there's a chance to whatever we get to, you look backwards and you'll see, oh, this is all a part sure, of it. Sure, I agree with that. You know, there's probably something with the Ten Rings. There's probably something with um, the Eternals. There's probably something with other, something with small in and, it and Miss Marvel that gets to if Kang is the big bad guy. I think that's the other thing is they haven't. Once you saw Thanos in Avengers, you're like, okay, I know where we're going now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to some sort of Thanos fight. The other thing for me, and I know some Marvel fans have said this, is it almost feels like they're waiting for Fantastic Four to introduce either Doom, Galactus, Annihilus, mm-hmm. somebody to be the next one. Because where do you go from Thanos? Mm-hmm. Like it that's why I think it can't be Doom. But do you realize Because if it's Doom, it's like what's what's unless they want to do Secret Wars. They want to do the the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars where Doom ends up changing the entire universe creates a battle world, a single planet that he rules. And, but that's, a, th- that was all set up by Hickman's run on fantastic four, which by the way was four years long. Yeah, it was. Mm. And then was he so didn't end it in there. He ended some of it. And then when you read the first war issue of secret, Wars, like, Oh, this is just the end of fantastic four. This is Reed and, and Victor finally figuring mm-hmm. it out. But, um, but I don't, I don't know. And that's, I think part of it is, as you said, if it is Kang, if it is Loki is a big part of it, Where's the rest of it? Mm-hmm. There is a connection with yet. each of these. Each one of them has to deal with... Miss Marvel has to deal with a d- another dimension. Um, On the multiverse or multi The multiverse, the multi-dimension, the dimensions. The cosmic aspect is was always... Huge. Seemed like it was going to be the plan for the next Even phase. Doug said it. When he, when he watched Multiverse of Madness, because he watched it late, he watched it just before mm-hmm. Thor came out, he said it seems like every single one of these, or the majority of them, deal with some kind of cosmic multiverse mm-hmm. aspect kind of saying like winter soldier is never going to happen in this phase. Right. You know, uh, uh, incredible Hulk's never going to happen in this kind of phase. So that is, yeah, there's a lot more of those types of stories and they feel like they've gotten to the point where audience will accept that. I've always said that that's a struggle. And with the reaction I've seen so far, maybe I'm right mm. that people are just having a problem wrapping this around their heads and just like, I don't really care about this. There's a reason why the cosmic part of Marvel has always been second fiddle sure. to the Avengers saving France from Dr. Doom or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Well, did robbers. you ever think you'd see eternity in a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in a, in a Marvel Not cinematic in a four movie in a movie? Boy, it looks just like it from the comic book too. Oh yeah. It's taken right off of it. I mean, it looked like it was the still the, from the, the, when you have them go in there. Cause you see the living tribunal back there too. Yeah. And it's funny because all of these were just, I was flipping through, I think I was flipping through your copy of Infinity Gauntlet last week. And that's where I got introduced to all of these cosmic characters. Because sure. Infinity Gauntlet was basically the first thing I read that wasn't X-Men, Punisher, Daredevil. Right. I read all of those. And then I was like, oh, Infinity Gauntlet. This is cool. I'll check this out. Who the hell are all these people? I don't know who these guys are. Um, and that was what introduced me to those types of characters and who Eternity is. Yeah. And it's, Eternity was pretty small in that film compared to we'll do that when we get to four we can go all the way back in time to a simpler time in the so, summer okay. of what the hell was that 2006 this is what the, when the hell was thor um the first one yeah like 2010 i think was it that late no yeah because cap was 2011 
Iron Man was it started. It started two thousand. Was it two thousand eight or two thousand nine? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eleven. So we got Captain Thor the same year. Two thousand eleven. That was the first. That was the first one because mm-hmm. we got. Yes, it was. We got Iron Man one year, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. We got Hulk in two thousand nine. We got Iron Man two in two thousand ten, and then two thousand eleven we got uh, Thor in May because it mm-hmm. opened on my birthday. I thought that was cool. And I remember I had to wait till Sunday because freaking. Free comic book day was every weekend that Marvel was releasing movies. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah. Wow. And that was, that was, cause that was the, <laughs> the year before that comic con. Mm. We don't guys, we can't tell you anything. We're just Marvel comics. Can't tell you anything about the movies. What's your question? Well, you remember I heard Chris Holmes or I heard that Matt Damon's going to play Captain America. And I think that's fucking stupid. So why are you doing that? We don't have anything to do with the movies. He hasn't been cast yet. You remember that what's year? The, what's the next question? I heard that they were going to have that guy from Fantastic Four. He was going to be Thor or something. And I think that's dumb. And I don't understand why you guys just don't cast like Tom Cruise or something. Why don't you do that? Okay. We don't have anything to do with the movies. Your question. So in the movie, for, I, I thought Joe was going to blow his brains out. Said Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember that year was the golden throne of, of uh, yep. almost said Zeus, golden throne of Odin. As the big decade, Marvel a decade thing. too early. Yeah. Okay, so Thor Thor 4 Thor is a very different Thor than we got Oh yeah. In Thor original Thor. As we go through, we'll realize that Thor 2 is is everyone's least favorite, but it is probably the most important film in the change of a character because the end of that, the actors were like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Right. And it took it, it's just like James Bond. It, he does he does Casino Royale. He does Quantum of Solace. Daniel Craig does, and he says, "There's no way I'm doing another one." And um, Sam Mendes or whatever, who's who directed uh, Skyfall, is this Mendes? Not Mendes. Is it Ball? Oh my God. Anyway, anyway, it was Craig ran into him at a, at a party. And he's like, "I want to do the next Bond, and here's what I want to do." And Craig said, "If you get hired, I'll do it." Yeah, because that's a great idea, and that's what they did. So when we get to Thor Dark World, we'll talk about it. But Thor was the the th- third, yes, f- uh, singular hero, the fourth film, mm-hmm. the third hero to come out. You had everybody love Iron Man. Incredible Hulk did well because it was Hulk, but I don't know if anybody really fell in love with that film. With Hulk, Incredible Hulk, Incredible no, Hulk, not really. You no. have a mass to me, massively disappointing Iron Man two. I felt that I watched the honest trailer for that again last night. Mm-hmm. Oof. It really is just like this movie makes zero sense. And it's such it's it's so sad because the um the the comic book that it's based on is so well done. And you know For Iron Man 2? Yes. What is it based on? It's based on the um oh god <laughs> um I just lost the word. Uh I know, I know what Iron Man 3 is based on. I think you're thinking. Oh, Iron no, Man I'm thinking 3. Extremis. Never mind. Yeah, 3 is yeah, based extremis. on Extremis. Two, part of the problem with 2 is 2 is just basically to get War Machine. Yeah. And to introduce a Black Widow so that they wouldn't have to use totally the time was thinking to introduce. Was two. It really felt like that film was like, let's introduce some of these characters here because we're going to mm-hmm. see them in Avengers. And we don't want to tell you Natasha's backstory in Avengers. We've got to figure it out now. Well, so you have a disappointing Iron Man 2 and then we get to Thor. Everybody's also disappointed with the way Whiplash was, and that too's too's terrible. I yeah. want my bird, board, bird, my board, my bird. But, but as, as the as the honest trailer points out, like 
he's able to recreate the greatest technology in the history of the planet and he uses it to power a whip. Yeah. Like what what are you doing, buddy? Um but Thor could have been really could have gone off the rails immediately. You're talking about, you know, a superhero that is a god, you know, that is based off of Norse mythology as a real god. As a real god, and then they treat him as an alien, which when we first read about that, I, I think it was on the show when I said, I think that's an awful idea. Right. And then I was like, okay, never mind. But then Fine. you get Kenneth Brennan to direct it. You get Kenneth Brennan to direct it. It's just, that is probably, you can't start out a, a, you can't start out a franchise, meaning the Thor franchise, with any, without a, without a better, better director for that project. He was the perfect director for that. In project. hindsight, you can definitely say that. Yeah, um, to I start think it because out. they did it. The thing that I really enjoyed about Thor is anything with mythology has kind of a Shakespearean bent to it. Sure, right? definitely. The stories that we know from mythology, the stories that we know from Shakespeare, very similar in yes. terms of the the gravitas and the vibe and the tone and all of that. So why not get a Shakespearean director and mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh? who's done Hamlet probably 40 times. Yep. I think he's directed Hamlet 40 times. Probably. Um, and put him on there. Someone who commands respect, someone who com- commands um, that feeling in an actor and the people that are there, this means something. Mm-hmm. That's Kenneth Branagh. Right. He's been nominated for Best best Director. He's beloved by everybody. And he can have fun. He can go play in the Harry Potter universe. I was going to say, he can be like, Gilbert yeah. uh, Lovejoy. He's somebody who's, who's, who can kind of... I can't. Whatever his name is. Um, you know, straddle those worlds. You get a virtual unknown in Chris yep. Hemsworth, who at that point, his only major film was in Star Trek for four minutes to die. Yeah. You have Natalie Portman, who has been in huge films. Oscar bait. She gets that, I think, after this one. Uh, and you get her kind of not as checked out as she was in the prequels. No. So she's a little more engaged. <laughs> she's not great when she's in these kinds of things. But as, a, um, as the role that she was in, but the, was... The, na- the name's the big part. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The And they did this with all of them. You know, you're like, oh, you can get Robbie Downey Jr. because he's cheap. You get Edward Norton mm-hmm. to do that film and, and all of that. But they, they you take a, a lead or leads that are not big, well-known names but the supporting cast can be sure. They put Glenn Close in a freaking Guardians of the Galaxy film, and she's not in it that much. No, but it's the fact that that brings it at that kind of thing. It's like, oh, Glenn Close is going to be. Which in she, <laughs> I always remember the interviews she gave, and they asked, "Did you really want to be a part of a Marvel movie, or did you just do it for the money?" And she's like, "I did it just for the money, so that I can pay to do smaller projects that yeah. won't pay me much." And a lot of times it's their kids <laughs> and stuff like that. Sure, you know, I know some of them have said that sort of thing, like. They come home and be like, yeah, I got offered a role in the Marvel movie. I'm not going to do it. My kid's like, are you stupid? Mm-hmm. Go be in the Mark because that's cool yeah. for them. That's the cool yeah. credit for them. You get um, Kat Dennings and uh, the brilliant of getting uh, Skarsgård to play Selvig. Mm-hmm. And then the comedic bet. That movie, as funny as Iron Man was... This movie plays the comedy. It starts with this. Yeah. He runs, he gets run over with a car twice. Mm-hmm. Great timing. Um, 
I thought he played a spoiled the Guardians really were, well. Were cast perfectly. Yeah, and obviously you get Sir Anthony Hopkins to be Odin. That yep. presence that he projects is mm-hmm. you buy that immediately, and then you find two, these two people: Chris Hemsworth, who is perfect as Thor, and Tom Hiddleston as a revelation. And Ray, Rene, Rene Russo is up there. Rene Russo as his mom. You get, you know, the others playing the the. The Viking Warriors, the other Warriors as well, the Warriors 3. It's always funny to go back and think of now. It's, you know, Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor, and you're thinking, yeah, man, that would have been, I don't know how well that would have been. They would have had to put him, they would have basically put an IV of protein powder into him, and he would, they just have (laughs) robots working his arms. I think just, you know, his method of acting works Mm -hmm. so much better for low-key. Now that you know, you know, we go back and look in hindsight. Yeah, because he has a high key acting. Yeah, so it works for well. Loki. Everybody says, "Is it Tom Hiddleston playing Loki, or is it Loki playing Tom Hiddleston?" Yeah. Well, that's where when we look at roles like this, we talked about this however many weeks ago about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, can you see anyone other than Viggo Mortensen playing Aragorn? Right. Mm-hmm. No, right? Because he did, and he—that's where we get we, we put that in. Part. Yeah. Iron Man's the same thing. People say, "Oh, they did the comic." No, they didn't. They changed. Tony sure. Stark in the comics to be Robert Downey Jr. on, on the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Robert Downey Jr. played him so well and tweaked him to be... That now they have a reference, basically, yeah. when they're doing the comics. And they do that. That's well, now, with, with most of these characters, now you go back mm-hmm. and Cap is now yeah. you know, Chris Evans. You go back... Well, Cap is... Chris Evans molds into Cap. Sure. Because it's, it's as I've said, we'll do it one day when we do Captain America, all of them. Evans in the first one is good. Evans in Avengers, the way they write him mm-hmm. is not the cap that I have. Right. But when he's in that that damn bunker in Winter Soldier and yells at Fury, yeah, boom, that's it. The ultimate hero, the ultimate respect. Mm-hmm. The guy who can lead Cap was always well, written he, as a says. character in the comics as the head of a team in which half of the Avengers can destroy the Earth mm-hmm. before we stop them. Yeah, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, these are gods, either technological or real. And hey, go that way. Yes, sir, Captain America, sir. What the hell is Hulk going to listen to this puny human for? Because he's fucking Captain America. That's what Evans well, got to. Fury says to him, "That's the way well, they always put it." It looks like you're in charge. You're now, in charge. Cap. Yeah, I just do what he does. And just at, little, at that moment, slower. that's where yeah, where he changed. Where there was a big oh change. I could not remember Sam Wilson's name the other night. Really, I was thinking about something like ah. Uh, the the other uh, the Falcon the, the oh, I was just, oh, I was dying I was having a devastator moment I thought my head was gonna explode and about halfway home Sam Wilson Jason crackers been thinking about it forever it was killing me um, but no we see that change within Thor in this movie for him becoming you know the the arrogant son of a god that's just I'm the warrior one of the and- reasons I love this film. And I've always loved this film, and I know other people don't, or it's somewhere in the middle for them, and they don't understand why. Is that he has he has that perfect a hole, and that that vibe of he doesn't mean to be, but that's just he doesn't understand where he is mm-hmm. when he throws the coffee cup on the floor. Bring me another. I need a horse. We don't have horses. We just sell dogs. Well, give me one of them big enough to ride. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But I remember we had we had this discussion mm-hmm. at the time. When he goes to get the hammer, how quickly he changes. And some people buy it 
you know, or some people are, are, are upset. It's like, it's just too fast. It's just too fast. I, the, I said that. You I said, said that. Yeah. I said the pacing One of the was things too fast. that I didn't, I, I don't necessarily like Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one, as much as other people, because I find the, the middle interminably frustrating as he continues to, his powers don't work and everything. And I'm like, you're a fucking genius. You, you're, you're, you're not confident. Your powers don't work. Figure it out. And we sit there in the middle and we go through a 20, 30 minute sequence just to get to that point. To me, it drags the film. Mm. What I loved about Thor is there is a very graphic moment when he goes to, to get the hammer and he pulls on the hammer and his, his biceps are the size of my skull <laughs> and he can't do it. And immediately after that is his brother coming here and saying, your father is dead. I'm king of Asgard now. And the, the last thing I can do is make my first order to undo your father's you're stuck and he immediately has to change he gets it right away it is a cheat it's a total cheat but in a film that's not going to be four and a half hours long you need that cheat and so i buy completely he's serving breakfast he's doing whatever it has my favorite hero shot early on the shot when they're in the town and the destroyer's destroying the town and he goes like put the kids in the in the thing and and get them out of here I'm right behind you. And they start to go and he comes around that corner with Dutch angles that I know Ethan loves. Um, no, not at all. As he walks out, that's and the music's playing and it's Chris Hemsworth in civilian clothes. But you believe that that's the hero. That's Thor right away. And he stands up to the destroyer and says, don't take it out on them. It's me. And then he gets hit. And then the hammer comes back. Beautiful, beautiful well, you, done. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It's so well done. When you told when I when I first said and we, it was on the show you know early on when you said when I said ah, the pacing was too fast for me I, I liked the movie but it just you know I felt the change was too fast you went go back and watch it again now that you you know got that mm-hmm. out of your head and you've said that and I did and the pacing made so much more sense for a movie it makes sense right. if that's real life if if that was a documentary it'd be like that seems but again you got two hours to play with yeah there's mm-hmm. no that movie should not be four and a half hours long. Because again, Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man Two is what like two thirty, yes, and a big chunk of that is we see again and again. Oh no, I can't get my webs to work because you you suck. Like, come on! And then you get Spider-Man Three, and that's three hours of waste of time. Um, Thor was Thor was in one hour and fifty four minutes. Exactly, it's very tight. I think it's paced really well. Of course, we get Hawkeye shoehorned in afterwards. Yeah, Uh, but but it doesn't even though we've. It, 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 it kind of feels because like sh- we, we know it's shoehorned in. We know it, that's what I'm saying. The real life making of it, knowing is as soon as they cast Clint Barton to be, yes, or uh, Jeremy Renner to be Clint Barton, they're like, hey, get to the set. Yeah. Because you're going to be a big part of Avengers, but we want to introduce you early. And so mm-hmm. they put him in there for half a second. It, but it for works. us, knowing that, it feels shoehorned because we're like, oh, yeah. here it is. Oh, of course he's When in you're there. watching the movie, no, especially now, now, now when you're watching. He would it, be there. It fits perfectly. Yeah. He's, he's your best agent. He's deadly as fuck. You have you have Natasha off with Tony right now. Yep. And you have you have a dangerous, a potentially dangerous weapon uh-huh. that's sitting there that you don't understand. You sent mm. you're basically the deputy director at this point for the Colson, the top agent or whatever. Of course it makes sense to do yeah. that. The friendship and camaraderie, the way that Selvig saves saves Thor from shield incarceration by pretending, oh no, he's just drunk or whatever, yeah. and they go and get drunk together and the things that are happening. I think I, I just I really like the pacing of that film. I think it's shot very well. Chris Hemsworth was a revelation. Tom Hiddleston's a revelation. Tom you Hiddleston, really feel oh my when gosh. he's on on the bridge, 
I could have done it, Father. I did it for you. Yeah. And he lets go. It hurts. Mm-hmm. You're sort of like, oh, this is this is. Well, every one of his death scenes are kind of like that's the one know, thing you, they point out. In there. You like, feel like he dies like four times. Yeah. It, but it's also every time you see it, you think, okay, this actually could be the end of Loki. You know, like even Thor doesn't believe it in yeah. uh, in in <laughs> Infinity War. Okay, mm-hmm. so Thor: Dark World. I was really excited for that movie. I don't hate that film, and I'll tell you why. And it's what we just talked about. I cannot hate a film that Tom Hiddleston is in. He <laughs> is fantastic in that film, and he saves it for me like crazy. Dark World's problems are two things for me. Number one, the villain is awful. Well, the, the, problem the villain a is a very, very minor Thor villain. It's not even that it's a minor. Malekith is actually a very big Thor villain, but the thing is... He's not used a lot. He's not, but when he is, as the head of the entire dark realm of the elves, so Veltheim, which is the, er, er, the elf in Rome, and I'm sure someone will send an email. I'm sure I got it wrong. Because he's, he's a big part just before War of the Realms. Nobody comments or emails or anything. So. <laughs> Send some emails and prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. That's Facebook.com slash Nerdables. Yeah. In, in Jason Aaron's run and then in War of the Realms, which is also Jason Aaron, yes. he's huge. Because no, he starts I, yes. the war. He can be a great villain. He has no motivation other than, I just want to make it dark. Like Christopher Eccleston is wasted. not. He is, wasted. He's wasted, wasted in that role. He's good in the role. The role is not written oh, for him. Sure, I'll give you that. Yes. That's what I said. You know, go all the way back to Daredevil. I said, it's not Ben Affleck that failed Daredevil. It's the writing failed Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's just a terribly written movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Asgard stuff. You get a lot more time on Asgard. Mm-hmm. You find out that Asgard has laser guns. Who knew? <laughs> um, but I think the the Hemsworth Hiddleston, you, you start to see it here. You know, Foster's the not together. bad in it either. No. Um, Jane, Jane is... Uh, Portman's okay. It's, again, more power to her. She has an Oscar. She's got a billion dollars, whatever. She phoned that in. It's not a great... You know, especially in Asgard. They do have the part... I mean, for me, if there's if there's a scene that saves when she slaps Loki and he just turns around like, I like her. That's yeah. perfect. Like, that. that's it. Give me that. Yeah. Give me more of that. And you get an interesting ending, which never pays off, which is that he sits on the throne of Asgard pretending to be Odin. We get another piece of it, but that was supposed to be the third film. And then everyone's like, I ain't doing a film with this guy. It ain't happening. Um, I think the design work is, is good. This, the end scene is crazy. A lot Mm -hmm. of fun. Uh, But yeah, it, it ultimately, because it doesn't introduce him and it doesn't seem to lead anywhere, it's is what it junk is. food. Yeah. It's just junk food. Okay, Thor and Avengers. It. I like Thor and Avengers mostly because having Loki be the bad guy, he becomes an integral part of it. Makes so much sense. We also so start sense. to see some of that humor come through. Yep. You know, especially when he's on the thing, he's like, "He's my. That's careful. He's my brother. He killed eighty people. And he's a dog." <laughs> You know, and that's such a great line. But just even though it's like you stop this madness and you come home now, the way right. he appeals to him, just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. come on. This is ridiculous. Um, but also to establish him as a very powerful being. You know, my fear was that when you put them all together, everyone wants the Hulk to be the strongest and, and everything. And the fact that Thor is the God. Yeah. Well, even like, you know, when he's trying to. Uh, 
I guess, put a defense up against the portal because they can't close it. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Thor jumps jumps on top of Avengers Tower, just holds up the hammer and just lightning bolts the shit out of it. It's like, you think Sky about how much, yeah, how much yeah. power he has. And we see that, again, something that's played on later when we get to the, mm. the other films. But yeah, he is, and it's also... <laughs> They're basically God, Steve. There's only one God, ma'am. And he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> Wait, you also get a little bit of Thor versus Hulk. Yes, you, I think that was very important for them to yeah. have that in there. Especially when you get to the point where Hulk just punches him to, yep. and he goes flying to the side. That establishes right there that Hulk is the strongest Avenger. Hulk is the strongest, but he's not necessarily the most powerful. Correct. Mm. <laughs> Then someone's going to be like, strongest it's Tony because he has the biggest. <laughs> Four <laughs> strongest <laughs> Avenger. When they're on the Quinjet. Yeah. We'll get to that movie. We're we'll not get there to yet. it. I know. So then we have. Um, so you get Avengers and then Dark World's after Avengers. Yes. Because Portman, because Jane says. Because yeah, like, we always said, well, if it was that big of a threat, why wouldn't they just call the Avengers? And well, it was also the fact that when they meet, it was like. you They were actually in, say that in there. Mm-hmm. You were in New York. Why didn't you call me or whatever? Mm-hmm. Don't worry, it would be together, and then then we won't we'll just get rid of it because you don't want to do any these anymore. <laughs> right. So, reverse those two, but Thor in Age of Ultron, he disappears for half the film. He does disappear for he's half super, the film. He's super important because he he starts to. Well, this, I went into this pool and I saw this cool vision, and then there was some all these gems, and it was crazy. We also the only get one the that first time somebody him. tries to pick up the hammer. And then we get to the part that Chris just cringes at now. Now I cringe at it now. I cringe at it at the time. I hate because I know no, where no, this no, is no, going. No, the cringing of it now. I'm saying now that you've seen how it plays out in Endgame. It still ruins it. It still mm. it still takes a piece away from it. Because there's a point and I do. But, love, they, but I love unfortunately, Wheaton wrote himself into a corner where he had. That was pretty much one of the shocker. He had to make a way for them to trust Vision. Correct. Again, and that was the, the only way they can do it. You and need the not the only the way, but that was the most you logical need the way. Cheat and that was the quickest get, way to do like, it. Yes, that's why you have to cheat it to get yeah. him in there. I think Age of Ultron is better than people give it credit for. The more and more I rewatch it, the more and more I really love it. Age I of know, Ultron is the first. What did I say? Did I say Age of Ultron? No, you did. Okay. Yeah. Age of Ultron is the only Avengers movie where they're an actual like the whole movie. They're a team. That's true. Yeah, they're together as a team. That's true. You know, the first one, you know, they kind of form. They come together, yeah. Infinity War, they're all in different places. You know, Avengers, all all Age of, yeah, Age of Ultron is the only one that they're actually like a team for the entire film. They're a team. They 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 do it really well. They do a mission together, then they come back and they have a party together. Mm -hmm. Age of Ultron is better than I think people give it credit for. I think there's, it's well choreographed. There's good action scenes in it. I love the parts on the on the farm. It's like as cringeworthy as you know people think they are. Really I, people th- I think people just do because they want to get back to the punching oh. or whatever. I don't disagree with. I feel like it's kind of perennial like the- abuser Joss Whedon that the scene should have been longer. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was his big thing. He wanted to spend more time with that than get back to punchy, punchy, pewy, pewy, blowy, blowy. It's amazing that once you get the further you get into the MCU. And then go back and watch these things, and knowing what you know now about each of these characters. Well, it's also that's where the the, the title for the fourth film came from. Yeah, they yeah. said it after the third. It's like, oh, it's already been in an Avengers film. You just haven't seen it yet. It yeah. wasn't until I watched it after Endgame. I was like, oh, it's in Age of Ultron. When he points to this guy, it's like that's the end game. Yeah, like there are threats out there that we can't even possibly conceive. 
and that mm-hmm. that idea and obviously he sees everything there is there, is there is there is a point and, and, and hawkeye's wife is such an you know just an idea of the, giving him a lot making... more they gave the avengers a lot more depth sure because it's also the one where you have natasha talking about being a monster yep you know that she feels she's a monster but it also has cap trying to choke out a robot so well no because you have you have her and weird... loki talking about it in the original avengers but it's more so here where she's sure talking to him and like you get more of the past more the idea that she's been manipulated and changed physically. She feels inferior. Yeah. It starts her journey towards trying to be something. It really, I think, leads to what happens to her in Endgame. Totally. Of sacrificing herself. Totally. is like, I, I'll never be right. Yeah. I'll never get back to, to even. I feel and like- again, like I said, it features Cap trying to choke out a robot. So that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the thing. He's on the train. He tries to choke Ultra. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, it's more of like a rear naked choke. He's trying to pull him down or hold on to him. Or not pop really the head off. No, up. I get it. But when you still it, it's but like, boy, he looks like he's trying to... I feel like Avengers Age of Ultron is kind of like the Star Wars prequels, where it's been enough time that now people have reflected. And maybe in the moment, Excuse they me. didn't like it because they, fought and they thought whatever about it. It's definitely not as good as Avengers, but it's but also a different beast. They go back and they watch it and they're like, you know what? Actually, this is not bad. No. It's not the best, but it's not as bad as it, I give it credit for. It climbs up my ranking every time I re-rank it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in Ethan's that... still got Iron Man 2 right that at the ten, top. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in that, like, 10 to 12. Because yeah. I, I said when, when uh, Far From Home came out... Excuse me, that's disgusting. Uh, and we ranked, all, you know, and I had my personal ranking, and I said, I was surprised by how high I put Age of Ultron. And mm-hmm. that each time I do it, it kind of creeps up a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think it's, I think it's good. It has a lot of moments that mm-hmm. I think make a good film. And okay, it what has, about it Thor? Has the moment specifically with, it. it has the moment with Vision, which is, if you don't care, that's a strong moment. Obviously, having Paul Bettany play him, he's hilariously funny. Thor in it, he's not in it that he's much. Not in it but that even much, when yeah. he's in it, once you get past the... Because even the, even the assault on the compound, the castle in the beginning, you're like... Thor could finish this in four seconds. Sure. Thor's biggest moment to me in that film, other than the the pull and, you know, giving us the foreshadowing, was at the party when he was just being human. Yeah. That was some of the most interesting stuff with him in that movie. And the fact that it shows him he outdrank uh, Stanley or whatever. Yeah. He's more, <laughs> he's more comfortable with this team now. Yeah. He's yeah. more, you know. But still has that level of arrogance, more. like, I'm the worthy one. I'm stronger than all of you or what have you. And then you have the scene where Steve almost picks it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ragnarok. Ragnarok is the revelation. Ragnarok is. Ragnarok changes the entire Very MCU. quickly. Very quickly. Uh, Ragnarok. Well, no, no. Ragnarok is Guardians of the Galaxy's stepson. Yes. That's what it is. Totally. Guardians of the Galaxy changed the MCU. By it did. Putting it made a it more film fun that was basically, more... you can make a comedy where the stakes don't have to matter until the end. Yes. And once it happens, everyone will love it. <laughs> and then someone will fucking dance for no goddamn reason. <laughs> and run, oh, I'm going to stop and check this out. Let me put down my hammer of death. I'm sorry. If you saw somebody dancing like that, all of a sudden, and then if you're, you're Ronan, what the just hell are you doing? Planet? No, I'm taking my hammer of death or whatever, the stick of justice. And I'm smashing his goddamn fucking face in. Anyway, um, Ragnarok. How do you is, really feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok know, is uh, <laughs> Ragnarok is is the movie that I was like, well, the second one wasn't that good. We know that originally Chris Hemsworth didn't want to do this. 
I have no idea who this Taka Waititi guy is. I know he did what we do in the shadows and people love it, but I haven't watched it yet. It feels like flight of the Concords, which everybody loves to death. I tried flight of the Concords and it was awful. I don't know what this is going to be. And I go to the movie and it starts with Surtur. And I'm like, this is the best I've ever seen. The man yeah, is hilarious. One of the greatest openings. I think, it's a great opening. And we knew he was funny because he'd already done that SNL and he mm-hmm. was fantastic all the way through it. Mm. You know, there's the, he plays Thor and the roommates thing. He comes out as the Thor and Daryl. Yeah, he's got the 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 skit that he does where he's Chris Hemsworth pretending to be a girl. Yeah, with all of them, and it's just like, yeah, he no problem. And then of course the American Express commercial, which is one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. I showed it to Beth the other day when she was talking because she was just like, "There's got to be something wrong with that man. He's just too. I mean, just everything." I said, "Yeah, he's probably got a really tiny dick." He's he's twelve out of ten. I said, "Let me." He's good dad, and I showed her the the SNL skit, and she just laughed. That's the best. She loved it. She thought that was the best. That didn't happen overnight. I wanted Hollywood for days, (laughs) and then someone (laughs) saw me and said, "Hey, you should be Thor." And I went in, and they handed me a check for $8 million. <laughs> so we're looking for a Thor-like, not Thor. They told me I don't look good with sunglasses, but check this out. Boom. They, they said that because I have a big dick, I'm not going to be able to fuck a lot of women. I fucked a lot of women. I had sex with lots and lots of women. Um, but yeah, he's just kind of naturally funny, and that's why he and Taika hit it off. You do Ragnarok. Here's what I love about Ragnarok. Ragnarok is not only funny. Not only does it, it give a, a, a ton of work to Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting story. It's visually well. Tom Hiddleston's in it, but the it's very dark at the end too, and it's not and not necessarily dark. Here's the th- heavy, heavy. It has its moments of. I still cannot watch when he's getting his ass kicked by Hella and he sees his father. Yeah, you know I can't do it. I'm not as strong as you. No, you're not. You're stronger. It still chokes me up every time. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the moment of them on the rocks and he, he disappears. And what are to you, see, the God of Hammers? What are you, the God of Hammers? Well, no, but, you know, I can't do it. I don't have my hammer. Um, it's a special bond between you and your hammer. There's no bond between you and your hammer. Losing the hammer got it, you off? It's like losing it. There's the other part. <laughs> Korg was the revelation plus. <laughs> the revelation plus. I mean, Korg from the start is just like, oh, my God. There's some pamphlets, but I didn't print enough, and all the people showed up, and so I got arrested. I can't wait till we get the form. <laughs> and uh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, Ragnarok was close to perfect, and I know a lot of people are like, "It's just too funny. It's too funny." We'll get into that in a little bit, but I thought it balanced it because it has those moments at the end, mm-hmm. and you can still Chris Hem- Chris Hemsworth playing Thor is able to sit on that thing and be like. What have I done? I've destroyed my homeland. No, no, we can rebuild it. No, no, we can't. Never mind. And still be there like, I missed this, but I know what I've saved. I have a whole group of people. What the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Meek, where are we going? Oh, Meek's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, stepped on him on the bridge. I felt belted about it all day. So we carried him around. Carried around. Man. Hey, he's alive, guys. He's alive. He's alive, guys. What was your question? No, never mind. Even Valkyrie. The moment, I mean, the moment on. at the end when he throws the the cap or whatever at Loki and Loki catches it. Yeah. There's such a brotherly bond between the two of them. Loki mm-hmm. comes back to save them. He's in the fight. He does all of that. All the things that are in the last 10 minutes of the film lead to what he does in infinity war. Yes. Really meaning something. Tessa Thompson is a revelation. My God, just inst- 
instant love. My art grew three sizes that day, among other things. Um, she was great. And again, giving that backstory, that tragic backstory to her and having her be able, you buy why she doesn't want to be a part of this. You buy why she's a bounty hunter. I don't want to get involved in anything anymore because the last time I did, I got killed. What about Jeff Goldblum? Come on. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's always great. I love the, I love the fact that there were people that were upset that he didn't get painted blue because, you know, the, he's blue in the comics. And he says, I've already done that. I was blue and Earth Girls are easy. Let's just do a little stripe right here. Uh, we'll just nod yeah. to it. Uh, spa- sparkles. Sparkles. Sparkle um, fingers. We don't and use the S. Yeah. Slave. Slave. The, the forced labor. Um, <laughs> just everything in it just really, to me, it hit on us. And so it's it a has, fun movie. It's, it's a fun movie that also t- has, it has so much power to me too. Yeah. And it mostly based on Anthony Hopkins for everything. When he's sitting in that thing, well, not like, even look, that. look out mean, here. It, the comedic timing for that movie is great because it also showed that Dr. Strange is a funny character yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> Well, you also get you also for the first time you get to see where the where the Avengers are starting to rank in in everyday society. When mm-hmm. you know you see them on the street and they come up and they want to take a picture with him, you know because they recognize him. Mm-hmm. That's the first time you really see interaction. Outside of Cap, yeah, yeah. Um, it also starts to be the whole Tom Hiddleston throwing his hair back, throwing his head back when he's fighting. That's used. He just keeps using it from there. When that like kind of angry flip back to get it out of his hair. I, I Ragnarok. I've probably seen Ragnarok more than anything except Winter Soldier. If you take out Avengers films, it's easily Winter Soldier Ragnarok. Yeah, because they really put Winter Soldier, Infinity Gauntlet, Ragnarok, and Endgame is probably my top four. Okay, so now we go to Infinity Gauntlet. We go to Infinity Gauntlet. He has. You get a very different Thor. You get a pissed off Thor mm-hmm. because of what happens in the beginning. You get the humor with the Guardians. It fits because and all this other stuff. He's but everything to do the forge to make the new hammer, axe, whatever it is, um, Stormbreaker. His hero moment, his entrance in Wakanda is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I. There are three points in that film that I went crazy. The first one is when you see Cap, when he catches the spear. Yes. And the train goes by. That was a, a sexy-ass man right there. I screamed pretty loud, <laughs> and I screamed really loud. Then when you see the hammer come out of that thing, back to him, and I just went nuts. Mm. Like, that was awesome. Um, right when you get the Bifrost come down. Yeah. You see the Stormbreaker come out, and there's... A, and just the way, especially in, in what you see from others, where Mark Ruffalo and the Hulkbuster armor is like, oh, you guys are really screwed now. <laughs> like it was like, if they keep going, he's going to win yeah. because now we have Thor here. And that was kind of the big thing. Like, well, we could do this if we had Thor. Oh, hey, he's here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Instead, you should turn like, what was she doing up there the whole time? <laughs> that was it. Just the Scarlet Watch just blow everybody away. Um, I don't know how to use my powers yet. Uh, her evolution is really good. Like, Infinity War her. and Endgame. Endgame's the other one. Yeah. Because to take the most powerful character and reduce him. Yeah. Make him depressed. Make him traumatized. Mm-hmm. That, again, like the first film, oh, I can't pick up my hammer. This one, we didn't win. Yeah. I've never not won. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Everything even by, I've even done. By killing Thanos, yeah. I lost. I go, I, I, I'm sitting there just in one movie, holding two handles, taking on the full power of a star. Mm-hmm. It's suicide. Only if I die. Yes, that's what suicide means. <laughs> um, being able to do that hero moment of, of keeping the, the, the focusing lines open and whatever he needed to do to being someone who now looks like the rest of us playing video games, drinking beer, having his best friend, having his, that's more than a dad. dad (laughs) That's grandpa bod. Um, and having, you know, just hanging out with Korg playing full, full. He's on his, he's new master 69s on there again. He's making fun of me. Um, (laughs) God, Korg is the best. So, but yeah, it's, it's again, he plays a huge role in those two films. He plays a huge hero role in those two film, mm-hmm. films. Odd pairing with Rocket. Rocket's the type of character to kind of snap him out of it. it but he has the great moment good, of... That was a good... Was, when you look at it, it's it's a good pairing because Rocket... you have to get it out of it. That's yeah. the thing. You have to get him out of it. Because Rocket well, has even, that pain too. Even the little speech he gives him when they're on the ship and you know gives him the eye and everything like that. And he yeah. talks to him. That's a good moment, and I think yeah, it's it to have Rocket there with him. It's my friend Tree. <laughs> I am Groot. I am I'm Steve Groot Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of watch that movie again. Um, I love that movie so much. Mm. Just it's the beginning that the, what he has in the beginning of the when Captain Marvel brings uh, Tony, back. Tony back, and mm-hmm. you know he grabs the the hammer right next to her, and she doesn't move. Like I like her. That's yeah. cool. And then he goes and kills him. Well, then he when, actually when cuts he, off the when, head when uh, yeah. When they go, him and Cap both grab the hammers and they have, you know. Yeah, no, no, you, no, you get the big one. You, you get the big one. No, you get the little you one. You take the little one. I'll take the big one. Um, and that too, just seeing like, I knew it, that idea that he's known for one, that Cap would be the one to do it. Mm. As the theory goes, the theory that I think we, we he, here. he says, I knew it, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he gets it, he's like, I knew it. Yeah. Like he knew. Because the two, the two theories that I've seen for years of the Asia Ultron thing is that he could have picked it up and he didn't because he didn't want to show up for. Yeah. Or the one that, as long as he's holding the secret from Tony, because he knew, and to me, that's, that's why what he I, wasn't worthy. Yeah, that's what I. Took I like that one. That's my head cannon. Is that yeah. what kept him? He's so close, mm-hmm. but the one thing is he's pretending to. He, he's in a way he's pretending to be Tony's best friend right. because he won't tell him the one thing that Tony needs to know. Yeah, I know who killed your father, and I know it's the guy that I fought in the last film, the dude with the arm. Yeah, he's the one that killed your father. My best friend, basically. Yeah. And, and but there's, there's, he, a, there's here's a the reason why, for yeah, that if he tells him when he goes out to find him, yeah, if he would go straight to Tony and say, this is the guy who killed your father. This is why. I don't want to kill him. Let's he wasn't, bring him he in. wasn't himself. So, let, you know. Yeah. And even that. Even so there's like, let's bring him in and see what's going on. Will yeah. you do that for me in a closer environment than him finding out? In a base. Oh, sure. With him there, just Chris like, oh, CCTV. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Sure. If, if Cap would have walked up to Tony and said, listen, we need to see I got some talk. news. I'm going to yeah. show you a video. I know who this is. I can't find him. I need you your You can help. come with me on one thing. You don't kill him. Yeah. Which Tony would be like, yeah, I've got repulsor blasts. I can knock him out. Perfect. Let's go find him. Yeah. So that not doing that, I think, is what keeps him from from pulling mm-hmm. the hammer. There's the Red one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the Star Wars ones. Um, okay, so now we we have the Loki show, but you know Thor's not in it. We do get some Thors in it. We get Chris Hemsworth being a frog. We get a frog Thor, and he did a voice. He did the he did the, 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 the ribbon the, the yeah. ribbon for it. Yeah. That's got to be a great day to come in. 
Hey, Chris. Yeah, can you come in and go? Burp? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Let me drop um, my kids off at school. But then we get Thor Love and Thunder. Then we get Love and Thunder. Which Love and Thunder has all of his kids, his wife in it. They have everybody's kids. <laughs> Natalie's <laughs> Tyke, kids, Tyke's, Tyke's kids. kids. His his wife is the, the wolf woman on the wolf. Mm-hmm. On the woman wolf. On the woman wolf. <laughs> the wolf woman on the woman wolf. <laughs> Where was that? It's in the... Towards the beginning, Towards where the he beginning. Gets, oh, okay. recapping like his his relationship. His oh right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Now. And then his, his daughter plays one of the children, right? Gorg's. Uh, no, uh, Gorg's child. Oh, Gorg's, Gorg's children. Okay. Gorg's daughter. Which, so it's his daughter at the end. Yes. Which is named Love. Yes. Yeah, which you yeah. find out at the Eventually. end. So Love and Thunder get and another. And his son obviously was one of his sons was obviously the kid running mm-hmm. or his. Does he have two daughters and one son or? He's got two sons and a daughter, I think. Because I know that the one that was running, yeah, I think, the, didn't he the say he was somewhere? Like, I asked my kid what, my, what his favorite superhero was, and he said Captain America. Yeah. That's okay. I have another son. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just gonna get rid of him. <laughs> no, yeah, one of one of his sons is the one that's running in the in that in the montage. Oh, generation. the baby. No, was it was it the baby or one of the the baby that's being strapped on somebody running hmm. is one of their kids too. The baby. I don't know if it's Tyka's or if it's... It may be Tyka's, because I think Chris's children are older. Because Nat- Natalie's kids were in it. Tyka's kids were in it. Chris's mm. kids were in it. Yeah. No, Tyka even said, you know, it was very cheap <laughs> because we just put <laughs> all uh, our kids in there. It's not like it's two kids. India Rose Hemsworth, Tristan Hemsworth, and Sasha Hemsworth. Oh, so two girls. Two there. girls. I believe could, so. No, Sasha could be a, man, a boy's well, India name too. could be a boy, too. No, no, India daughter is, India. India yes. is his daughter. India, yeah. is, the, India is, the, is the one that's... Um, Chris Thunder, Hemsworth, her love. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, daughter India Rose shuns his advice in Thor acting debut. <laughs> was well, it's a great line at the end? Like, shut up, you demon, you demon father, or whatever. What? what she said. Well, it's funny. She said that she was sitting there acting, and she's in Kristen Bale's arms, and he's you know she's dying or something. Mm-hmm. He's telling her to love her, and her father is standing off camera, giving her directions <laughs> what to do. Wow, Chris Hemsworth is thirty-eight. Yeah, he looks younger than that. Well, I guess it helps when you're built like a freaking granite god. Well, it's the same as Henry Cavill. <laughs> so when we watched it, Beth goes, and she sees the the trailer, you know, the the end credits were curling up, and she goes, she goes, um, oh god, I'm telling you, sorry, I'm blanking on names. Um, Russell Crowe. She goes, Russell Crowe's in this movie. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's Zeus, freaking Zeus. What? My God, he got fat. <laughs> no, he's been fat. They just hit it really well. Have you watched anything post Gladiator? He's he's not in shape. She was like, she's talking. She's like, he was in better shape than Chris Hemsworth. The one like, no, no, never. He was in shape in Gladiator. He was in shape in He looked like what a Gladiator would look like, which yes. would not be big and bulky, but lithe and athletic. And I'm but sorry, no, Chris Hemsworth looks like a bodybuilder. I'm sorry, Cap's ass is nice, but Thor's ass is much better. I'll say it right now. That's Asgard's ass. <laughs> that is the universe's that's ass. Asgard. That's not America's ass. What? That's why you guard that ass. <laughs> yeah, Hemsworth talks about a particular kissing scene that gave India some trouble when the character is called to kiss Gore's head. She goes, no, this head's all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> because he had prosthetic makeup and stuff. She did a kiss. She did a kiss and did it like a couple of inches away from his head. The actors and you can't like, use that. Christian was laughing. It was great. 
Yes, yeah, so, I mean, they had fun making the film. Can you imagine, though, being your first acting gig and you're acting again across Christian Bale well, did you in, see a in a Marvel did film? Did you see? So there's an interview with Taika, Chris, I think Natalie, mm-hmm. and Christian Bale are all on this set, and they were talking about, you know, my kid's in the film, and, and you know, Taika's kids, and Christian, and Taika goes, yeah, because it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to pay him. So that's it. Cheap you just, labor. Yeah, cheap labor. You can use your kids. We don't have to pay them at all. That's great. <laughs> I was like, because it's cheap. You don't have to do it. Right, so what did you think of this film? I liked it. I didn't love it. I So you just thundered it? Particularly. It's like in Thunder, not Love and Thunder. I think he's, I think it's too funny for about three quarters of it. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It, it doesn't. It has to the be thing before is, it as dark as it gets with, t- with kidnapping the kids. I don't think it does. Here's, heavy here's it? my thing. Thor was always kind of out of place sort of thing. Sure. He wasn't dumb. He's dumb in this film. Mm-hmm. The, you're talking about the beginning I with feel the, a lot the of Guardians? The, just yeah. Because even the, the Guardians are rolling their eyes at just, him. Just all of it with the, 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 a lot the, of the way comedy he holds is himself. Like the stupid, it reminded me a lot of like the 80s comedy where it had to be stupid funny to be funny. And yeah. I know that's kind of the play they were going on. He was doing a lot of 80s tropes he in doesn't, this movie. As everything he's it, been through and what he's had to do to get back to what he's doing and being the god of thunder and everything he's doing. I don't think he'd have the ego borders on just this is just silly for for anything. Sure. To be confident, sure. He's confident in the first film. He's confident in Dark World. He's confident in in, in Avengers. Here he's just and it's not cocky where you're like, oh yeah, okay, he's just the dialogue seems off. It's just all kind of stupid. Well, it's when, all you, kind of dumb. when you're getting there with the beginning with the guardian stuff and like he's when he's trying to and, address the Asgard people in there after the and, and they basically have to step in and be like, dude, enough. Like your stuff just sounds stupid. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. It's very heartfelt at the end, but it's such a difference from what it is. Everybody had a problem with uh, with Natalie's Thor catchphrase. Eat my hammer and everybody. It's like, well, you know, it's just it's funny and she doesn't really, know what to do. They don't really have one. Yeah. It's. I kind of want to know what she says to him at the end when she's like, "I came up with my catchphrase," and she whispers it to him, and they never really. Well, she says, "I eat my hammer." Well, no, but because at the end when he's holding her, as she's dying. Oh. And she's like, "Oh, I finally came up with my catchphrase," and he's like, "What is it?" And she whispers it in his ear. He's like, "Oh, that's a good one." We'll find that out. Same Maybe time. it was "Love and Thunder." No, that's probably where uh, Sophia Bush will tell us when she dies, right after she tells us what Bill Murray whispers to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> lost in translation. Hmm. Um, um, what do you think of Tessa uh, Thompson in this? Tessa Thompson is great. That's she's the film. always been great. Yeah, that's the film I want. I want her running Asgard. That was, that was well done. <laughs> and you can you can add you know new Asgard with their they make most of their money off of the fact that they're a tourist, they're tourist attraction. Yeah, there's always a a lot of a people had problem with Infinity Cones. Infinity Cones is great. Infinity Cones because it's a Holocaust. Event that according to no. somebody that wrote something, it's a Holocaust event, and you're selling ice cream from it again. Hitler's real, Thanos is not. So right. let's calm down. Yeah, you know, if you and want to be like, Holoc- oh, Thanos is like Hitler. No, because th- Hitler is real. Yeah, that's the thing. Stop pretending that these fake characters are. are and they came real. back. Well, most. Of, I mean, I guess everybody, but the people that died in the planes that fell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're all. Maybe there's saying? a second thing where we're we're. As Bruce is doing it, and if they're in a plane, they're on the ground. <laughs> like, just put them down Two somewhere. people can't occupy the same space. It's probably, like, all of them on an island, and there's just, like, 100 people on an island. What the hell? 
What are we, what are we doing? Wait, we're lost. We were on a... God, we were on out. an airplane, and now we're on an island. Um, I like the Infinity Cones. The, the new Asgard stuff was fun. Um, what do you think of the goats? <laughs> <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> Those are great. The thing that you know, I really, you know, upset me a lot is, you know, I know it was meant to be funny, but the whole, um, you know, my ex hammer and my new hammer or whatever, oh, the, the, and the big plays on Stormbreaker. I, I do love that some of the parts where he's thinking about Mjolnir and then Stormbreaker just comes <laughs> in on the screen. Yeah, that's funny, but I think it was too much. It's like the thing. The thing with that, to so it like it's his real his real girlfriend. Well, here's right. the here's where this comes from and that they didn't set this up well. Okay. So in the comics, in original sin, he loses the hammer. Mm -hmm. Something happens and he's not worthy to pick it up again. So he starts using Stormbreaker because Jane is diagnosed with cancer. She ends up with the hammer. She becomes Mm -hmm. Thor. What you find out in War of Realms is that the magic metal, the Uryu metal that makes Mjolnir is actually sentient. Mm -hmm. It chooses who it's going to be. Odin's for whoever is worthy can hold this is not Odin's command. It's telling the metal you decide if they're worthy mm, or not. Right. It's the metal that decides when, because what original sin, it's actually something from Gore, the God butcher. He's killing all these gods. This is Jason Aaron's run. What happens in original sin is that Thor realizes maybe Gore was right. Mm. Maybe the gods should all die. And he drops the hammer and can't pick back up. So the idea of it being sentient and that it bonds with Jane in a completely different way, all these new ways that the hammer can do in this case, in the movie, all the parts come apart, Mm. does the same thing where she stands in the middle and there's all these bad guys and she just throws the hammer up and it goes around and kills everybody instead of just going in one direction and coming back. And Thor's there is like, what the hell? Oh yeah, I can do stuff that you can't do. It's great. I guess it kind of plays on that too in the movie. But the thing is, is it's just Mjolnir in the comics mm-hmm. that sent Stormbreaker is not Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker is a, seems to be more sentient in this than, than yes Mjolnir that's the does. thing is when when I saw that Stormbreaker was also a sentient type almost like the, the, it's Doctor Strange's cape yes it's the same sort of thing I get it with the cape because it's magic I'll buy it with this because it is magic in a way mm-hmm. for uh, but it should have the, they, the they should have reversed them but it, it's and not I understand even why they can't. It's, it's I wish they would have explained it more because we've never seen it before sure sure We've never ever seen it. And before. the only thing that you did get was when he was laying there talking to the hand, to Mir 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 and he says, "What well, you know, watch over, protect her," and you can see the script come up on the side. Yes, the room, yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of. Where but again, it's just in here. We've gone now. What do we just talk about? Six different appearances with him, right? And never, and we had. never get this idea because it wasn't there at the time. This War of Realms is only a couple of years mm-hmm. old, um, and that's the first time that's at that part of his ever mentioned. That's Jason Aaron's kind of contribution to it is that Mjolnir as a magic metal. I, and I was wondering how they were going to do Jane. I'm glad they kind of stuck to the comic a little bit. He did, but again, it's so quick. It's very quick. So that's it's it's. I liked it. I'm not going to say that I didn't like Did it. Did you like the fact that Korg's God was sitting on a throne of scissors and paper? 
Someone's like, well, if you didn't get it from the last movie, here you go. Um, Beth goes, why was he sitting on scissors? I'm like, because rock beats scissors. That's the thing. Rock beats scissors. She goes, Paper beats rock. I didn't print enough pamphlets. Yeah. Rock beats scissors. I stepped on Meek and killed him. Like the whole movie. It's a rock, paper, scissors joke. This is amazing. But she, as soon as I told her that she, she's like in tears laughing because mm-hmm. it's a Game of Thrones throw of scissors and he's sitting on it. The God meeting and everything. It's all kind of silly. Yes. Zeus obviously is kind of, and it should be, it's played for that kind of last, mm-hmm. but it just, there wasn't, I don't know, there just wasn't a, I've described movies like this, I've probably been a couple of years since I've said it on here, there wasn't that, mm, there wasn't that, yeah. you know, until mm. the very end, and even then, because there really wasn't anything like that before, the scene at the end of Ragnarok with Odin harkens back to when Odin disappears when he dies, right? and the way that he's there, you know, talking to his sons, that to me gave it a lot more power. And here it was like, we just went through an hour and a half of pure silliness. And now all of a sudden everything's real. Mm-hmm. And the thing's at the end. Do you know this movie was, was originally supposed to be four hours long? According to Taika, there's four hours. They go to a bunch of different planets. They see yep. a bunch of different gods. And it just isn't. I. There's no Watiki cut. He said that he doesn't feel that those cut scenes are worth putting it in. Yeah. 90% of yeah. the time. Jeff we'll Goldblum it. was supposed to be in it. He's not in it. Uh, Lena uh, Duran. Darren. What's her name from uh, Game of Thrones as Queen Cersei? Lena. Uh, as what? She was supposed to be in it. She's suing Marvel because she got cut. Interesting. Dunham? So Lena, yeah. Lena Dunham. supposed to be Aphrodite? I don't know. But so she was supposed to be in it. Somebody else was supposed to be uh, back in. Did you notice they incorporated the Daryl character that was from the shorts in there? In New Asgard? Yeah, he's just in the background or whatever it was. But, then, but they actually, he actually works for uh, Tessa. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's a lot of ideas that are in there. I think some of it also is the movie theater I saw it in. Just it, it felt like it was being played in SD. I mean, it was so murky. Mm. So the see, colors the were AMC, really bad. The AMC were out, over here. That's the colors was so dark. It was yeah, so dark in that's, there. That's where I saw it. Theater 7. Yep, that's yeah. exactly where I saw it. Because I, I told Beth, so like, I was, this is too dark. It was weird because the, the, the stuff beforehand, everything was pink or purple. Like the color was yes. obviously off. And then it gets to it and I'm the like, blues were missing. boy, this is, yeah, the, the, the Shadow Warrior stuff was worthless. Yeah. Because I can't see anything. Um, mm. I don't know. It was, I, said, I liked it. I, I'm not going to say I didn't, but it's definitely. Were you surprised that, that Jane died? No, no, because I don't think Natty Port- Natalie Portman even wanted to come back for this. Right. So my dream of what it comes, what ends up happening in the comics is probably not going to happen. And it's that Jane Foster becomes the new Valkyrie. She becomes mm. the Valkyrie, the single Valkyrie. I would love to see her and Tessa do a Valkyrie movie, TV show or something. It would except for the post credit scene. Because she goes to Valhalla. Right. That's what happens to Jane. Oh, she goes so to in Valhalla. The comic, Jane, Jane goes to Valhalla and volunteers to come back as the Valkyrie. Oh. Because they're like, well, if anybody else dies, because the Valkyries in the comic, the Valkyries are what take the warriors to Valhalla. I could they have see, to go get them. I could see that happening in part five. The Valkyrie dies in one of the events mm-hmm. that they just had a couple of years ago. And then the comic for the mighty uh, uh, Jane Foster, the mighty Valkyrie. Yes, I forgot about is, that one. Yeah. They come to her in Valhalla and ask her to be the new Valkyrie so that warriors can come back. Interesting. I and think. When she goes down to the... To Were you glad to, to get back? back? 
for four seconds and loses her arm. Yeah, leave great. me here to die so I can go to Valhalla. Well, it looks like well, you have to die in battle. Your arms at Valhalla. <laughs> I was wondering if the arm would be there. <laughs> when I got to the thing and you see Idris Elba, I'm like, oh, is this Valhalla? And I wanted them to like go into a room and it's just her arm is sitting like above the fireplace. The arm sitting there with a mug. Well, oh, just just sitting above the fireplace, like waiting for Sif to come in to come That'd be in. Funny. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, and then we the well, mid Idris Elba again. The mid mid credit scene, we see Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> it was everything I had not to do that in the theater. Because there are enough people around that I know if I would have been sat in there, like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Like, I knew everyone would get mad. And it was, and this is the thing where rumors suck because the entire time I'm watching the film, I was like, I thought Hercules was supposed to be in this. Mm. I kept hearing he was going to be in Oh, there he is at the end. The casting cord's perfect. Who is it? I don't remember um, who it was. He, he, he plays Roy in, uh, um, Roy. In in um, um, that thing, Ted Lasso. Uh, mm. But um, his name is uh, Brett Goldstein. He perfect. I mean, he's he's a he's, built. he's a he's a Greek actor. You know, it's a funny thing. Is he's not that built in the show. In, in he's a soccer player, so he's cut. Well, yeah, but man, Chris Hemsworth him. didn't look like no, I know freaking. That one that movie where diet. he was he was packed, and then by the time he gets to another one, the joke is that he doesn't. No, you, yeah, yeah, you look like this. It's like they're making fun of him. But you talk about another, you know, another war, award winner. He, uh, Brett Goldstein, just won a, an Emmy last year for Ted Lasso. So uh, you're getting more and more actors that are, yeah. you know. Well, think it's it's not only you in a Marvel film. Not only does it pay decently well. But it opens up to be in Disney projects for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Disney's like, hey, do we already have their payment info? Bingo. Let's we'll just hire them. I don't want to deal with more You paperwork. joke about that. I joke about it all the time, but it's, it's true. It's true. It's totally true. I feel I had to fill out Arabella's for I'm her waiting, Disney project. I can't wait to see Christian Bale in the Taika Waititi Star Wars movie because they already have his W-2, so let's go. There is The way they have it set up is you put in all your information mm-hmm. into their their, their work you know, program. They're not putting And it says in, in there... What in-house projects have you worked on? Mm-hmm. So you know when they go to casting, they go to their database yep. first. They type it in, look for certain people, and then they go and they cast from there out. Once they get everybody, we just—it's just going to be dizzy all the way. Um. So what do you? Th- I, I made the joke that I, Hercules or that Thor five will be Hercules and Ares versus Thor. And this is where you introduce Beta Ray Bill. He I comes in for the same. I save. don't think you'll see Ares, and I don't think we'll see Beta Ray Bill. I think that'll be the only. It'll be Zeus and Hercules trying to kill Thor. Because Ares is easy to bring into it because Ares is a different god. No, I understand that, but you you have them teaming up, and then it has to do a flip at the end where Hercules and Thor have to team up to stop Ares. Ares is such a complicated character. I don't think they'll use him, but who knows? But it's also don't don't give me forty five villains. Just give me right. one. If you want to do the story of Hercules, you want to do Hercules versus Thor. Because Hercules in the book is, is a joke character. I mean, he's yes. just, a, you know, where Thor is confident and fun. He's confident and like, yeah, just as long as I have a beer, I don't care. Right. Ultron's about to destroy the Earth. I don't care. That means Budweiser's gone. Let's go get him. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> did it, you like how they incorporated uh, Old Spice into it? Because they have the Old Spice commercial yeah. with his brother. Who yeah. is the Thor in 
with the little flute. <laughs> but he, but he, he, you know, no, the, the one, the, the old, if you want Old Spice weirdness, have you seen the Eric Mustafa commercial for Old Spice and Arby's? No. So it's Arby's getting the meat sweats and Old Spice stops it. So you get the meat sweats. And at the end, he's like, I'm on a horsey sauce. He's sitting on a pack of horsey sauce. And that's it. I'm on a horsey sauce. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But they he's actually climbing have- up the, the meat mountain and it comes back and it's like a, a giant, you know, the beef and cheddar sandwich or yeah. whatever. And he's always like, if you eat this much meat, you get the meat sweats. Look at me now. Old Spice stops it. And then you see his armpit and like the thing has disappeared. I'm on a horsey sauce. <laughs> like, what just happened? Well, the funny, the funny thing is with the commercial, it's he's like, yes, I, you know, I play Thor. And some, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I play Thor as an actor. And some people say that we're brothers. We're, we're so close together that we're brothers or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the end of it. And he's trying to grab the hammer and, you know, like, hey, like Gary, bring it down a little bit. Too short. Yeah. <laughs> but... He was in the, you know, him and Damon were in the movie for uh, they had the extra scene that's in there too. Like that's funny so that they still do. This. They still are incorporating the, yeah. the theater. I like Melissa McCarthy came out as Hilla. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> You're someone completely opposite. Yeah. Then uh, yeah. Then Gadriel. Like, there you go. We're just gonna do Melissa McCarthy. Really? Wait. Can can we uh, can we start putting this together? Unfortunately, uh, she didn't say no. All right. Yeah. Let's do. <laughs> Interior, exterior, night. <laughs> the children. It's funny. It's fun. It's fun. I think Ragnarok was stronger. A lot stronger. I yes. mean, it's, this is probably for what, for three quarters it, of what yeah. Ragnarok was for me. Because I feel like they were trying to replicate the success they had with Ragnarok. Which is not the wrong decision to right. me, but it just, but it just falls flat. It doesn't have the same heart. Yeah. It really doesn't. And maybe it's because we have, you know, Ragnarok has Odin. Mm-hmm. That you've seen for three films, Maybe. and that really does it. And the familial aspect, you know, this is their sister. The, the Asgard is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think and if they would have gone through a little bit more with the Jane cancer thing, that's what I mean. it's just kind of real quick. You would if you would have had but that. No, even and also the, the idea end of them. got me a lot. And there was a lot of moments in the end where I felt real like, oh man, this is this is intense. Kind or of if thing. it would have been yeah. more with the kids. I think not even more the kids. I think part of it is we we have a film where in Ragnarok where Jane doesn't matter. Yeah, he's obviously hurt. You know, oh, no, no, I, I I I dumped her. No, it was a mutual dumping. It was. It's just sort of there, and it always felt like it's because Natalie doesn't want to come back and do anything. And then once she does, you kind of have to go through the idea that yeah, I really was in love with you, but I couldn't make both worlds work. And I thought mm. that was a a line to go through. We're telling. Jane, I fought Thanos for fuck's sake. Yeah. What What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I saw what could happen to you, and there's where the cancer comes in. I saved the universe for humanity, for you, and you still got sick. But it goes back into the whole PTSD and the thing. I don't need to press Thor, but that's a big part of it. Like, at some point where he gets pissed, like, all this bullshit I've done, I've stopped the Chitauri, I've stopped the murder robot... I stopped Thanos or helped stop Thanos and you get sick. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know, not blaming her, but just sort of like, what is this universe that I'm in? I can't protect the people I love. And then it makes it with, okay, now I can, I've got one person I can protect and I can save the galaxy. I thought it'd been I more interesting the universe if, with it. if her cancer either came from having the ether in her or being transported to 
uh, Asgard and making it more of his fault. Boy, that would be bad if you just going to Asgard gives you cancer. <laughs> this place is great. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I just mean that if, 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 if the stakes were higher for him. Yeah, that's that's. The th- I don't think there's as much stakes between the two of them because it's just it comes back after. You know, we've now had him in five films, Eight. but five since the last yes. time he's with her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get the promise in the mid-credit scene for Dark World mm-hmm. that they're going to build a relationship, and then it's gone by the time you get to Age of Ultron. Correct. Mm-hmm. We do get to see that relationship now and know what happened to it. We get to see it. In a montage. Yeah, in the montage. In the montage. 80s. And the idea, again, all that 80s tropes. he's all leaving. Look, this movie was packed with Guns N' Roses music and a little Mamma Mia. There's was, was almost too much Guns N' Roses music. It was it's like, we get it, Taika. There was four Guns N' Roses songs in there. I'm like, I'm happy. But it's, it, it's you're trying it, and that's the, it worked to a degree. I don't know if it had the same... Gravitas that mm. Ragnarok does. Oh, I totally agree. Like all of them, I I'm no rush to see it again before it leaves theaters. Yeah, everything everything since Endgame. I can wait till it's not on Disney Plus. But to watch again, again, we go to another dimension. The Shadow Realm. The Shadow Realm. So again, I think it's here we are. We get to see all, all the these cosmos. films. All these films and shows are giving us every everything. With this is cosmic dimension magic. All through every and even the, the TV series are some mm-hmm. of the same thing. We've got a lot of cosmos, got a lot of magic. Um, we've got a lot of dimensions and stuff like that. So that's definitely where we're you, going. You would consider the multiverse of dimension, yes. obviously. Multiverse dimensions, um, magic. Kang is mm-hmm. dimensionality to some degree. We're creating dimensions every time there's a divergence. Magic with with WandaVision, magic with multiverse of magic, madness, whatever. Magic with uh, uh, Miss Marvel. Marvel and Cosmos stuff. Yep. You know, we've got Cosmos stuff. We have more that's coming. We've got Guardians. We've got stuff. So everything's kind of out in space and this. And, and that's it's where, almost like they're building two storylines. It's because almost the like they're with, building 80 storylines. Well, because you got to think about because you got the stuff with Hawkeye, with, you know, um, with Falcon and Winter Soldier and presumably She-Hawk. You know, which will be more ground level, which will be more of your Thunderbolts type, whatever you're building towards. And then you have your big cosmic event that's coming. And we know that we know that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be in another the quadrilogy. Yep. It's going to be all mm-hmm. realms and. Yep. And then others. obviously the, the Marvels the will is, be. As you're doing all these different things, there are different places that they're going. Yes, there's a there's an Earth element to it. With, you know, street level characters or whatever, military type characters. And then you have all the cosmic stuff too. And you're just sort of like, are we going somewhere? And if we're not, that's okay. Right. But just understand that we're not. Right. You know, we're, we'll get to it. That's that's my thing now is to, I'd love for Kevin Feige to say there's an end game to this. Play on words. Pun intended. Um, or there isn't. It's right. like, we haven't found it yet. There is no, we're not building to Avengers 5. Because it. If you're looking at Iron Man, Iron Man was hopefully going to build towards Avengers. That's what that scene right. was. If Iron Man comes out and it makes $85 million, we ain't getting Avengers. It ain't right. happening. But they took the chance with that. And then by the time they get to Avengers, like, what if we use Thanos? And what if what if we go backwards and the Tesseract is actually a, a gem? And 
whatever's in Loki's staff is a gem. And then we start talking about gems and we get to Infinity Gauntlet, which is a big thing. They're originally gems. I know they were originally gems. When they would originally talk about it, it would be gems. Yes. Um, But to... We don't know how how far in that was decided. Was it decided before Iron Man was scripted? Mm -hmm. Was it decided... When Thor was scripted, when you see the Infinity Gauntlet, I'm like, what if we do that? I, that's, Can we do that? If I had, if I could sit down with Kevin Feige and ask... I'd be like, bro, give me a million dollars. No, no, no. And just, just, <clears throat> just interview him. <laughs> One of the things I'd like to find out is how far in advance... He's not going to tell you. Do they? Because, you know, they just had... Well, then we they, know they, back, they told last you a while that it was had, like 10 years. Yeah. Last spring, they just had their they, their event, their retreat where they said that they planned out the next 10 years. You can say that. Doesn't mean those 10 years are going to come. Sure. That's and the thing is, what, that's, that's where the question for me would be, when you came on board, which would be post-Iron Man, how far out did you see and how close to the dartboard did you get? Mm-hmm. You know, are you hitting the first ring or are you on the other side of the board? Yeah. That's, you know, when you sit down, uh, yes, the sequel trilogy for Star Wars wasn't planned, but I'm sure there was an idea. Right. Where we wanted to get to. How close did you come? Yeah, space bugs. Or force space bugs. Space bugs, yeah. Look, i bring Papa George back. He can save us. It's going to be take place in the blood verse and it's just bugs. I, uh, um, never mind. Well, and there, there's rumors, or not really rumors, but there is. they've said that they have the MCU... Plotted out from the Big Bang on. Yeah, you can do that. Sure, but things change. You have but a timeline. Stories, yeah. stories change. I mean, we've seen, we've seen stories change from what we're we, we've got. Yeah. Again, you have Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. You have Dark World that has an ending that seems to naturally lead to Thor versus Loki pretending to be Odin. Right. And then we get Ragnarok where he goes to another planet. Right. And fights the Hulk, and then becomes friends with the Hulk, and then has to get out, and mm-hmm. then find Hela. And hell is there. It's, it's, you know, we set this up and it disappears within five seconds. Well, if you remember, there. because of Loki's variant in, which would have happened at the end of Avengers, that kind of, that could change, you know, you could say it kind of changed the. Uh, right. But again, that wasn't on the table either. No. There's no way they did Avengers Age of Ultron and Thor Ragnar and said, by the way. Yeah. When we get to this second Infinity Gauntlet film, we're going to have Loki disappear. Right. And yet somehow the timeline still goes. I mean, it's just a mess. And that's where I said it's going to be very difficult. If you start to think about it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, we may have some clarity coming up on Saturday of this week, which is Comic-Con. <coughs> excuse me, Saturday. Comic-Con. Which yes, is COVID Marvel's... Is, COVID is at Comic-Con, yes. Marvel's panel. Oh, he is. <laughs> so we may gonna, get some... We're going to get into that. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to walk right in. We may be coming back next the next time we record and having some... Uh, COVID. COVID. COVID, <laughs> COVID and, and pencils that and we new lost. Marvel, new Marvel information. We stab people in the eye to get seats for... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what they... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever we whenever we think they're going to announce something, they don't. Yep. Whatever it is, it just turns out to be something different. Where I said, I don't think they're going to do a lot here because they have a lot of other events for the rest of the summer. And they can do their own event. Come on, MarvelCon. AvengerCon. No, give me MarvelCon. Give me give me DC Fandom, but Marvel. Just everything. Comics, But actually TV. an event that you go to. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
I'd do that. I just think a lot of people would. All right, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out at facebook.com slash nerdables. So I give Thor an A. I give Dark World a C. Ragnarok an A plus, And Love and Thunder a B minus. That would be my grading. Ethan, what's your grading? Uh, probably very similar to Chris's. I think Love and Thunder would probably hit a C plus for me, though. I thought it, I thought there was a lot that could have been better with this one, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty decent. I would on go, Rotten Tomatoes that would be an F. Mm. That's why that aggregate is bullshit. I would go. What's Thor? In the letter grade, Thor is. An Don't worry a. about ranking it. Yeah, just just what is it? Thor's an A. Okay. Um, What's Dark World? Dark World would probably be a C. Again, uh, that's passing, which is yeah. about what it is. Mm-hmm. It's passing. Um, Ragnarok, I'd probably say an A+. Plus. And I would I'd give um, Love and Thunder probably an A-. minus. I, just because there are little parts in the beginning that I went. You're giving it an A minus because Guns N' Roses. Yeah. It? That's the only reason. It's a C, but the music's an A, so it rounds <laughs> out to an A minus. Yeah. But no, I because no, I had a lot of fun. I laughed my, you know, laughed all the way through it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I had definitely so much did, fun I with it. I definitely did not laugh as much as Ragnarok. I'll say that. It was fun. It's just, I for just, me, a lot of the comedy felt for It also had Guns, it had, it had Guns N' Roses and the Guardians in it. Come on. Yeah. Like, I didn't find a lot of the Zeus stuff funny. It was just kind of silly. I, do you, I honestly, do you want Quill to... I, Quill to me seemed... Or, it kind of felt like he was phoning it in, too. I didn't feel like... All the Guardians did, because they weren't... Yeah, I don't there. feel like, you know, they really well, but felt that was, like I'll, say, I'll say this. But see, they, they, to me, that's do, what they were supposed to be doing. Well, they, wanted, they were they they didn't want to hang out with Thor anymore. They were done with Thor. They wanted to get on to their own things. No, but even even Chris Pratt's like acting son did not feel like Quill like he does in the movies. Well, for the he hasn't been nominated for anything. You know, it's and it is. You remember when we were talking about? We thought Thor four would be the Asgardians of the galaxy. Yeah, I still would have liked that idea. So to dismiss it fairly quickly, mm-hmm. it almost feel like well, we have to get Thor out of there. Yeah, we got to no, get, we him, get you know, the Guardians out of there. Yeah, Thor out of the out of the ship. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of like something that it would be very interesting to have Taika do a Guardians movie. Well, there is a there. I would love to see there is a, a movie Thor, there. A Thor five and a Guardians four where the directors switch. Give me a James Gunn Thor movie and give me a Taika Guardians movie. Mm. I would love to see that. That would be interesting. I would love to see. But there's that. also there's a you know there's a a Thor. 3.5 in there and a Guardians 2.5, which is Asgard of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to do that because no. they've already kind of thrown it away. So. Because you, you you have all that there is they obviously tell you there's an extended time that they are together. Well, yeah, he's got he needs time to get back into shape. Yeah, he's got to play with Surtur's chains <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's you know it, it, again, I think we're all kind of in, it's there. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a favorite for me. I thought Christian Bale was good. And one thing, I, I don't think there's enough Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. No, I do. And I, I would like to see of, him go through a different um, because as he gets to gods. the more 
con- not when he gets to the maniacal in there when he's kind of laughing and he's mm-hmm. throwing. Where the hell did that come from? It just yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. So well, it's funny that the at the end before they get to eternity, and you know he's he's talking to Thor and he kind of throws in his Batman voice, kind of took me out for a second. I was like, that's Batman. <laughs> But he, he did talk a lot. Like, I'm but I, I would have liked to have seen him oh, go God. through some of the different religions and take out some of the different gods. That's that's in the comic. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, he's very. There's a lot that's there, and, and it's a lot of the idea. Way. There's a lot in the comic, which of course, as a comic, you can expand on it. You have more. That's just the garden sequence. Yeah, of him getting to the o- oasis and having the gods fail him, mm-hmm. which you it's know a much longer in it. With, you know, we said that Taika cut out a lot that, you know, going to different oh. planets and things like that. That probably was there. And he just was like, that might be a part of it. Yeah. It's too long. Or them trying to, to recruit the team or whatever. So. Yeah. Anyway. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm R.A. Singh. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>